Welcome to Mom's Life Made Simple, the podcast for moms who want to go from chaos to calm, from overwhelmed to organized, and to find balance between family responsibilities and personal growth. I'm your host, Chanel Nielsen. Let's make mom life simple. Hello, and welcome to the Moms Who Know podcast. I'm Chanel Nielsen, and today we are going to talk about a book by Ryan Holiday called The Obstacle is the Way. So before we do that, let's share the review of the week. It says 10 out of 10 and then five stars. I would absolutely recommend these podcasts. They are so amazing. And that is from T-K-E-G-G-J-J-K-T. I do not know how to pronounce that. So thank you for that review. Thanks to all who've left reviews. And if you haven't yet, please take the time to just in Apple Podcasts, scroll down and leave a review. Tell me what you think. Today, we are going to talk about how the obstacle is the way. I enjoyed this book, and really even more than the book itself is the concept. The obstacle is the way. Ryan Holiday says, the obstacle in the path becomes the path. Never forget, within every obstacle is an opportunity to improve our condition. That quote reminded me of what Napoleon Hill said, which is every adversity, every failure, every heartache carries within it the seed of an equal or greater benefit. Okay, so whatever hard thing, whatever obstacle, whatever struggle you are going through is not just a terrible thing that you have to overcome so that you can get on with the real purpose. The obstacle is the way to get to your truer purpose. That obstacle, that challenge is going to give you the skills that you need to do what you need to do. So Ryan Holiday says, when you come against an obstacle, the challenge is to not say, oh, this isn't so bad, but instead to say, I can make this good. So how can you make those obstacles in your life good? The challenge is to see opportunity in every disaster. When something bad happens, where's the good? What is the the benefit here? An example in the book that he gives is when Thomas Edison's lab was burning down. He had been working in this lab for a long time and had a lot of projects and a lot of a lot of money invested. And in the night, it started, it caught on fire, something happened. And by the time they got there, it was up in flames and it couldn't be saved. Thomas Edison was there watching the fire blaze with his son. And he told his son, go get your mother and her friends. They will never see another fire like this. Because since there were chemicals in the lab, it was burning green and blue and cool colors. And so he wanted to enjoy. He wanted his wife and her friends to get the good from this experience. I love that example because how easy it would have been to not enjoy that moment while you're thinking of all the consequences, and yet he saw the good. So I'm going to share two experiences, two stories of historical figures that I thought really embodied this concept of the obstacle is the way. I recently read a book called The Woman They Could Not Silence. This is a really interesting book about a woman who was put into an insane asylum, but she wasn't crazy. This took place in the 1860s. And in that time period, she lived, I want to say, in Illinois. And 
in that time period, it was legal for husbands to be able to, without any proof, put their wives in an insane asylum. Well, Elizabeth Packard's husband was a minister. He was a preacher. And she started speaking against him at church meetings. She disagreed with some of the doctrine that he was teaching, and she started just saying things, um, sharing her beliefs with friends and other people that were in their congregation. Well, he did not like that at all. And he said, if you keep doing that, I'm going to have you locked up. She didn't really believe him. She was a mother. They had six young children. And she thought he would, you know, want her there to take care of home and children. But finally, he was so embarrassed by her behavior that he put her away. And she was in this insane asylum for several years. She noticed while she was there, some of the people were obviously insane and were struggling with mental health. And some were there just like she was because their husbands had decided that they needed to be there. So during her time in the asylum, she spent a lot of time writing and she decided to write and tell her story. She worked really hard to get this book out and came up against obstacle against uh, after obstacle. Um, finally, after her long stint in this insane asylum, she was released. And when she got released, she kept her books hidden because she didn't want her husband to find them. She had these books and she knew someday she needed to get them out into the world. But she had a, a more pressing issue at the time, which was her husband wanted to take her kids away from her. And so she started to really focus on what she could do. And she became an activist for the rights of married women. We owe a lot of our rights as married women to what Elizabeth Packard did in the 1860s, because before that, women couldn't own property. They couldn't um, decide, you know, if their husband said a certain thing, like you have to go to an insane asylum, that was law. And that was what had to happen. And so she used her voice to go to court and to be an activist, to share her story. Eventually, she decided, okay, I want to publish this book, but she didn't have any money to publish her book that would tell her story of her being locked up in the insane asylum. And so she kind of, she crowdfunded is what she did. She went door to door and told people her story, and she asked them to prepay for the book so that she would have enough money to get it published. And if they agreed to prepay, she would write them a little handwritten note and say, this, this, the, whoever owns this piece of paper will get a book from me, from Elizabeth Packard, and she would sign her name. And going door to door, she was able to gain support, get the money that she needed, and get a lot of people on her side. So the obstacle of not having enough money also became the way, because now she had the support that she needed when she went to court and when she fought for these many battles over the years. I love this experience. It was a really hard thing she had to go through, but she used the obstacle of being in an insane asylum to be the way, not just for herself, but for many others. Obviously, we all have obstacles, not exactly the same as what she faced, but we all have challenges. And a lot of times, like Elizabeth Packard, we might not be physically locked up, but the the circumstances are unable to be changed. We can't change some of the obstacles that we face. 
So what is up to us? What can we do? I'm going to read a list. This is from Ryan Holiday. He says, what is up to us? Our emotions, our judgments, our creativity, our attitude, our perspective, our desires, our decisions, and our determination. So no matter what obstacles you come up against, you have those things. And ultimately, what kind of encompasses most of those to me is we have our free will. We get to decide how we're going to think about this obstacle or this situation that we're in. Because of Elizabeth, the way that she thought, even after being institutionalized for years, since she focused on the things that were up to her, she turned the obstacle into the way. Now, another example of this concept is Abraham Lincoln. I did not know that Abraham Lincoln suffered with depression, and he struggled with this from a long, he struggled with this throughout his life. So even as a, a man in his early 20s, he had suicidal thoughts. He would just get into these phases of melancholy is what they referred to it as, and it was really hard for him. But um, his struggle with depression and learning how to live with depression and to function in that day and age when they didn't have the resources that we have today, um, it really put him in a position to do the work he needed to do. I'm going to read a quote. This comes from a book. Um, let me read you the title of it. It comes from a book called Lincoln's Melancholy, How Depression Changed a President and Fueled His Greatness. And this is by Joshua Wolf Shank. So a quote says, it from this book says this, Lincoln's story confounds those who see depression as a collection of symptoms to be eliminated, but it resonates with those who see suffering as a potential catalyst of emotional growth. What a man actually needs, the psychiatrist Viktor Frankl argued, is not a tensionless state, but rather the striving and struggling of a worthwhile goal. Many believe that psychological health comes with the relief of distress. But Frankel proposed that all people, and particularly those under some emotional weight, need a purpose that will both draw on their talents and transcend their lives. For Lincoln, this sense of purpose was indeed the key that unlocked the gates of a mental prison. This doesn't mean, mean his suffering went away. In fact, as his life became richer and more satisfying, his melancholy exerted a stronger pull. He now responded to that pull by tying it to his newly defined sense of purpose. From a place of trouble, he looked for meaning. He looked at imperfection and sought redemption. Okay, that was kind of a long quote, but I love this so much because emotional struggles, we can look at Elizabeth Packard. Okay, her obstacle was very um, obvious. She was locked up. We can look and see what that was. Abraham Lincoln, I didn't even know before I read this book that he had suffered with depression, with clinical depression. And yet that obstacle became the way that changed our nation because his leadership, obviously, you know, the Civil War and getting rid of slavery and all the things that Lincoln did were fueled by his character. And his character was born out of this struggle that he had for many years with depression, not having the resources that he would have, you know, he had only the resources that there were available in the 1860s. And really, it was a struggle with himself to decide every day, what am I going to do? 
as I've read about Lincoln's life, it's so interesting to see the, the tools that he used. Sometimes he would just be sad and he would just, you know, succumb to it. And at other times he would tell jokes at inappropriate times because he just needed a laugh. Um, him feeling all that he felt in his depression allowed him a greater degree of empathy. And so he really started to understand a little bit more what slavery was like and that he had the power to change that. And because he had such depth of emotion, the, the hard emotion, as well as, you know, the higher emotions, that depth of emotion allowed him to convey that to his audiences. And he was able to really connect with people on an emotional level, which led to a lot of change for our country. So it's really so cool to see, for me, I often, with my kids or even in my own life, you just want the obstacle to go away. I'm sure Abraham Lincoln wanted his depression to just go away. Elizabeth Packard wanted to just get out of this insane asylum. But the obstacle is the way. The obstacle is giving them, or you, the strength that you need to do the thing that you are meant to do. And that is so powerful. Whatever that obstacle is, there's something good in it. Inherently, there is something good. And that something good may just be what it's doing for you. It may be the growth that comes from you pushing and working against that obstacle might just give you the strength that you need to do what you were called to do. So I love this concept. I hope this has been helpful for you to think about your obstacles in a little bit different light. If you haven't yet, I would love to offer you my morning routine checklist that will help you to get a great morning routine started. You can get that at chanelnielsen.com forward slash mornings, and I will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Mom's Life Made Simple. Need some help making your mom life simple? I offer group coaching programs using my four-step method called the Mom's Method. This is a process of manifestation, organization, mobilization, and simplification that will give you the balance, progress, and joy you're looking for. Visit ChanelNielsen.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Chanel Nielsen Coaching. I love to hear from you. Reach out with your questions, your feedback, and let me know how I can help make your mom life simple.